Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Being Whole podcast. I'm Dr. Cassandra LeClaire, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Today's actually going to be our last episode in season two, and then we're going to take a few weeks off and step right back into season three. And I wanted to tell you about some changes that we're going to make going forward and just the different things that you can expect. But today, I really want to dive into just some transitions and talk about things um, in terms of healing and different spaces that we kind of need to go into and occupy maybe when we need to figure things out for ourselves. So many of you know through following me on social media that last week I had the opportunity to spend a week healing in the desert. Essentially a group of friends and I, we had planned this space where we were going to go and meditate and journal and we had planned moon circles and all sorts of different things. And the real intention behind the trip was that we were trying to get to different layers of ourselves we were going to find ways to restore ourselves because so often we're caught up in, you know, this busy, busy, fast paced hustle culture. And we can lose sight of how infrequently we're really taking big spaces for ourselves. So this was something that we had planned outdoors and hiking and all of these things. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that because so often, you know, I think that's what we all wait for is we all think about like, okay, what if I could go on this magical vacation? And once I got to go on that vacation, then I'll feel better. Or if I could just get this, or if I could get to that step and we kind of pin our happiness on the next step, or we think about the reasons why when we get the thing that we're searching for, why everything in our life is going to be different. So I I want to speak on that a little bit because while this trip to go away and that was dedicated to this and it was a very luxurious trip and it was something that I don't normally do in my daily life it was wonderful and we all need giant big spaces but I also want to talk to you about the ways that it's so important to infuse practices of healing into your daily life practices of self-awareness you know what do you really need how are you nurturing yourself how are you taking care of yourself and this is something again If you can do that and find ways to kind of manage some of those things that you have to carry around on a daily basis, then when you get those wonderful vacations or those big spaces to open up, you can come back to your own life and not feel like you're stepping right back into that hustle culture or the rat race, because in your daily life, you already have elements embedded in. So what this trip did for me is it was this wonderful magical space where I got to have a lot more time than I normally do, which for me is a good thing um, in terms of for me creatively and really thinking about, you know, next steps or writing or where I want to go or just even to have kind of some stillness like that. I love when I get big chunks of time. And so that is something that I have to plan out. And in my daily life, then, since I can't always get those big chunks of time, what I need to do is make sure that I'm focusing on how I can get that. So again, I don't want it to be a focus on like, oh, you have to have some big expensive magical healing journey, or you have to go take a really um, destination vacation somewhere before you can feel feel peace in your heart or before you can kind of calm yourself down. So thinking about your own life, then I'd really encourage you as we talk through some different things, this episode to think about the ways that you can infuse some of these things, you know, where, where does healing fit? Where does self, you know, self-exploration fit into your journey? Where does giving time for yourself fit into your day? So, you know, the name of this podcast is being whole, and that's also the name of my book. 
And my, my big mission for the podcast was I wanted to showcase other people's stories and I wanted to hear them talk about the ways that they navigate life. And I'm really proud that I've gotten to do that with so many different types of people and so many different, from so many different backgrounds and educational experiences and um, professional experiences. And I think the cool thing that I have been able to do in all those conversations is really build even more, you know, tools for myself and for other people as far as how we can navigate things. And the being whole part of all this for me and why I've kept that name and why I named my book that is because it's about the ways that we need to do that across different contexts. So when I talk about taking care of myself or when I talk about self-care, when I encourage other people to do that, what I really want you to do is think about several different pillars in your life. Okay, so I want you to think about what your life looks like spiritually. I want you to think about what it looks like creatively, what it looks like financially, what it looks like emotionally, what it looks like socially, what it looks like physically, and what it looks like intellectually. So all of these things combined and the ways that we care for ourselves in each of those facets or in each of those realms can help us feel more whole and complete. Oftentimes we tend to take a couple of areas and we privilege them over others, or maybe some of those some of those aspects aren't as comfortable to us so we don't dive into them. So what I mean by that is I just said a bunch of words, you know, creatively, spiritually, financially, mentally, intellectually, physically. So let's just take a couple of those. So when I think about caring for my whole self and I'm getting out my planner and I'm looking at, you know, my plan for the week, what I really have to do is make sure I'm not just planning things in there that are only fueling one side of myself. So for example, I love to go paddle boarding. It's one of my favorite things to do. And that actually checks off several boxes for me. Okay. So when I go paddle boarding, I'm spending time out in nature and I'm usually meditating and having a deeper connection with myself. So for me, that checks off a big spiritual box. Okay. It also, if I'm really being active when I'm paddle boarding, can check off a physical activity box, right? But when I bring a friend to paddleboard, it checks off different box boxes for me. Then it checks off a social box because I'm usually um, talking with my friend instead of doing that meditative portion that I spoke about in the beginning. So it's even looking at the ways that different activities in your life fuel you in different ways. And how are you privileging certain aspects of that? So socially, for example, one of the things that most of us like to do is to meet up with our friends or to go see them some places. So even taking a look at your calendar and seeing how often you're doing things with friends and then recognizing, are you giving yourself back time in other spaces? You know, so often I will hear people, one of the big things that people tell me all the time, I'll ask people to go work out or I'll ask people to go on a hike um, because I really like being active. And people say to me all the time, like, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym or I wish I had time to do that. And usually when they say it, it's, it's kind of like with that little undercurrent of, you know, negative connotation or what have you like, oh, must be nice to have that time. And for me, I just want to be very clear that that time is something that is so important to me personally, that I make the space for it. So in terms of where priorities are even for you, that's what you have to ask yourself. So even if it's not going to the gym, there was a, a big period of time where I didn't go to the gym, but I would try to get outside and go for a walk or something like that. 
And that for me is something that's always been important in my life, but it became even more important after I got sick. When I was sick and I had lupus and I was on disability, I couldn't do anything physical. I wasn't in a bed. I wasn't able to even go for walks. I did breath work sometimes, but I really didn't even do a lot of stretching or yoga or anything. So now for me, it's recognizing the place that physical wellness holds in my life and why it has a different different importance. You know, not just being about, oh, I want to look good or what have you, but I want to feel good. I want to take care of my body. And also it helps me mentally. It helps me de-stress. So again, even looking at why things are important to you, looking at the areas that you do want to have shift and change and growth in your life, and then even listening to people who you surround yourself with and recognizing like maybe they don't have the same goals and values as you in that area. And that doesn't mean that, okay, then I can't be friends with them. What that means is that if that's an area that's important to you, then they might not be the people that you go do that thing with. Okay, so maybe they're the people that you go do something else with and really even being able to recognize not only, again, the spaces in your life where you're going to start making some time for yourself across these areas, but also recognizing who are the supportive people who are going to build you up in each of those categories. So one of the things with all of this and when you're thinking about you know, doing some of this work and spending more time on yourself, it can feel like you're being selfish. I get that. I have struggled with putting my own needs first. I've struggled with really making time for myself because especially as a mom, you know, when your kids are little in particular, you, there's certain things you have to do, you know, it's your job to keep them alive. Right. So what is the thing that you can do for yourself then, even on those very, very busy days when you, don't have a lot of space for yourself because your children need you or there's something going on at work or there's a million other things happening. And so one of the things that I really encourage people to do, and I actually just gave a presentation on this this week at Texas State, is is practicing self-compassion. You know, what are the areas where you can bring in some self-compassion and some love to yourself especially on those days when you don't have a chunk of time to actually dig in and try to heal on things, heal from things, or especially when you have had weeks maybe where you just haven't gotten big chunks of time or any chunks of time, if that's what it feels like to you. So really learning to give grace to yourself instead of beating yourself up for certain things and listening to your internal dialogue and the ways that you're really reflecting even about your life. So for me, again, you know, everybody has been asking me recently, because if you've seen me lately, you've seen kind of the joy and happiness across my face, because I've had so many wonderful big life transitions recently that are really propelling me into this next stage of my life. And people keep, you know, asking me like, oh, what's that feel like? Or what'd you do? Or how did you get there? And the thing I have to say again is it, it, I didn't get there from taking wonderful tropical vacations. I didn't get there from spending buckets and buckets of money on myself. I got there from doing this daily work. And when I sit back and look at everything that's happening for me, it's a direct result of all of these choices that I've made leading up to these points. And so that's something that's really important for me to say because So often I think we look in front of us and we see these big obstacles and we don't possibly know how we're going to reach them. Or maybe we have big dreams and we're really not sure, you know, if we're capable of getting there and really allowing yourself to trust that 
even those small decisions, even those baby steps, even those little five minutes that you take for yourself, you know, that's cumulative and those things can add up too. So small patterns equal big changes. And that's one of the things that I always would tell my students when we were working on these things too. You know, those day-to-day moments, those day-to-day activities, the things that you're embedding in your life, the things that become routine, those are the things that build your foundation. So that then when things in the world or other things are kind of going awry or there's so much uncertainty or sadness or grief, you have a solid foundation. And this is again, where it's important to have that foundation across all areas. Because for me, example, again, what if I would have had only physical fitness as my foundation and my outlet for getting through things? Then when I got sick and was unable to do that, I would have been so much worse off instead of being able to lean in on some other tools of ways that I could manage and cope with things. So I could journal, I could pray, I could meditate, I could lean in on some of those other areas, those spiritual, those physical, those emotional, those mental, all of those areas. Again, really thinking about yourself, where are each of those things coming down for you? What does that really look like for you? What areas are you numbing out on? And and that's hard. I don't like to think about that. I don't like to think about where I'm numbing out or what my coping mechanisms are. But, you know, for me, one of the areas I really do numb out on is finances. And that's something that I've had to really take stock and look at. Because as somebody who's had huge financial triggers and financial fears, part of the reason why I avoid looking at finances is because somewhere inside in my subconscious is that that seems scary to me and I don't want to think about those things. So instead really recognizing that when I numb out and I don't budget or all of a sudden I'm shopping on Amazon without really paying attention to what I'm buying or whatever it is, I'm stepping away from myself. And even though it's not necessarily fun for me to budget and I don't love balancing my checkbook or whatever it is, if I don't do that, what ends up happening then is I will, after a few months, look at things and I'll be like, oh, why did I buy that? Or, oh, I should have been paying more attention. And, oh, why did I do this? And I go into a shame cycle about something that I could have prevented. So I would ask you to look at some of your shame cycles. Look at some of the areas where you don't speak nicely to yourself. How can you give back to yourself in those areas? Okay, for some people, it is about physical health. For some people, it is about their money. For some people, it is about their social life. They don't like what's going on there. For some people, it's about their mental health. But again, it's not any one of these pillars or any one of these things. It's all of them together. How do they all fit? How can you care for yourself in each of these areas? How can you protect your energy by actually putting in time and effort to make sure kind of your your life is in order? Really, right? Okay, well, let me tell you, it's hard in some ways, right? Because we all have a limited amount of time. And this is why, again, when you hear me say things like this, or when you listen to other self-help people, or when you read about personal development, I want you to, instead of thinking about what I do in my own life, I want you to take that as ideas or springboards. And then I want you to think about what it looks like for you, because I'm not in your life. I don't know the things that are your obstacles. I don't know the tips and tricks that are going to fit within your day, but I can tell you different ways to go about these things. So some of the ways that I protect space for myself, and again, it's different for me now because my kids are teenagers and my daughter's at college. My son's going to be a senior next year. So they have different needs from me. They don't, they don't require as much from me in some ways. So my mornings even now, for example, get to look a little different. 
I used to have to wake up super early, try not to wake up the kids and get ready for work at the same time I was getting ready for them for them ready for school and then rushing to drop them off and rushing to work and running into class. And there, and well, actually before I would run into class, I would put my makeup on in the parking lot at work. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of space for it. The space though was the way to work for me. And it was that time in the parking lot. That's when I would pump my music up and I would sit in the parking lot at work and put my makeup on. So many people saw me over the years. It became a thing. People would ask me like, do you still put your makeup on in the car? I'm like, yep, I do. And it was one of those things where that was the space I could get at the time. And that's what I'm saying to you is what is the space that you can get for yourself right now? Because that's what I could get then. And back then it also looked like after the kids went to bed, you know, I was exhausted and I had very, you know, limited time that I actually felt like pouring into myself or doing anything else because I was exhausted. So some of the time I would journal um, at night, some of the times it would be trying to take a long bath after the kids went to bed or whatever it is, you know, and, and the beauty of that is being able to kind of have a trial and error with what is going to work for you and what is going to feel good for you. Another thing that I would do when my kids were littler is I would also try to incorporate them as much as I could in different things. You know, so a lot of times I'd say like, okay, we're going to paint now, or, Hey, why don't we bake something? And we would do different activities where that felt good to me that I was also teaching them things. So for me, baking is an example of some Something that I did with my mom growing up. So when I was baking with my kids, that was checking off a lot of boxes, you know, it was feeding me emotionally. And it was also, you know, bringing up so many good memories and fond memories of spending time with my mom and my sister in the kitchen. And so even thinking about the ways that you can take your routine, day-to-day -day things you have to do in your life, and how can you make them feel better to you? How can you make them feel purposeful in a way that is reflective of what you want your life to look like? And, you know, obviously now I'm kind of on the other side of some of that. So I do get to have those long mornings. You know, I wake up early and I get to have several hours to myself before I dive into work. And that's that space where I really have, to, and I don't have to, where I really am intentional. You know, I wake up, I have coffee, I do the crossword puzzle, I meditate a lot of times, I'll do yoga or I'll go for a walk, but that also is dependent on my body. I do have many days um, where the reason I take a few hours to actually start doing something is because that's what my body needs. After having um, an illness and being sick for so long, and then still, of course, having a chronic illness, I have really learned to let my body lead me and, and take cues from what I need at any given moment in that time. So sometimes in the mornings, my body is too tense and too tired and too tight to actually go do any of the things that I normally do in my routine. So then on those days, I just shifted a little bit. Maybe those days, then I am laying in bed a little bit more and maybe I'll write. But a lot of times that's the space then where I will check my phone and scroll for a little bit because maybe that's something that I can catch up with other people or send some messages to other people when I feel physically unable to do something else. So again, really looking not only at what could this look like for you, but how are you going to adjust when there are obstacles? Because there are going to be things that come up. You know, I'd love to tell you like that every single day you're going to go do this and then you're going to take a walk and then you're going to do that. But if you set yourself up for that and you make all these big plans and goals and structures 
And then you can't stick to it. So often that's again, where that shame and guilt and those feelings of frustration creep in for people because we feel like we're trying so hard and it's just not working. So my big speech, my big thoughts for you today is I want you to encourage you to do the things that are working for you and to really think about what are other small steps that you could incorporate in your day. What if you don't have a week to go to the desert? What if you don't get to go on that vacation in a few months or whatever it is for you? What is going to be the thing that you can do in your daily life that makes you feel better? What is going to be a practice that you can embody that's going to build you up and empower you so that you can go forward in your life and in your relationships and feel centered and feel like you are coming from an authentic place? You know, so this for me was hard because I didn't know how to have needs. I didn't really know how to what I even liked in a certain ways. So I had to learn and explore and kind of figure out what that would look like. I had to figure out, okay, you know, when do you like to see friends? What does that look like for you? And even that, you know, in that space, I learned a lot about myself. I realized that I used to go to a bunch of big group outings with a whole bunch of people. And then I would come home and feel tired. And I finally one day was like, oh yeah, I guess I really prefer when I'm just hanging out with a few friends and that's how I like to spend my time with my friends. So I can actually talk to each of them and get that, get that um, meaningful conversation. Okay. Well, guess what? My love language is quality time. So that makes complete sense, right? <laughs> so even recognizing some of these things for yourself, you know, getting back in touch with yourself, what are, where are the areas, what are the things for you that would make you feel like you were whole every day. So again, as I've said, I have so many transitions that I've um, wrapping up and finishing up my last week this week at Texas State. So the reason we're taking a couple of weeks off from the podcast is I'm going to record some things and I'm also going to step into this new routine and figure out what this new space looks like for me and what does my day-to-day look like now that I'm focused in on my business instead of focusing on my business and on my professor job. And that's something I also encourage you to do with every season of life or changes and transitions, get back to your schedule, get back to your day-to-day. Okay, where do you need to kind of tweak things a little bit? Summer's coming up for so many of you, your, your schedule is going to change again with maybe kids being home or being out of school and things like that. So really, again, be proactive here. You know, don't wait three weeks in when you're burnt out and stressed out and hating life. What can you do right now? What are the things that you can schedule in for yourself or what are the areas or what are the spaces and how can you talk to other people in your life about that? How can you be honest about what you need? Okay, vulnerability isn't just sharing our deepest, darkest secrets. It's also about being honest about our needs. It's being able to be tell other people our feelings, especially when those feelings might not match up with what they feel or what they think or what they are used to hearing. So really being able to be vulnerable with the people in your life and state what it is you need and and talk to them about how you're going to take steps to get that. And so this is something too, again, where when my kids were a little older, there was one particular semester where I was teaching a night class and I would get home from work. It was an earlier night class. I would get home around 7.30. And of course I would wanna hear about their days and I would really be so excited to see them and everything. But what I noticed is I would come in the door and then they would want to talk to me and I would be trying to get dinner ready and I would try to be do all these things. And I was just getting more and more anxious and I wasn't enjoying any of the time and I was feeling frantic and stressed. 
So I had to really recognize that, okay, I'm not being present in the way I want to be for these children. And I also am feeling stressed. So what can I do about this? So I actually was able to talk to my kids and be like, okay, look, on Wednesdays, the day I work late, when I get home, I need a minute. I'm going to need like 15 minutes and I'm going to go wherever. Maybe I'll go in my bathroom. Maybe I'll like sit in my car and listen to music. Maybe I'll go in the living room, but whatever it is, I have to take that 15 minutes. You know, of course I'll come in and say, hi, love you. But I then just need a few minutes to gather myself, let go of work or let go of whatever I have going on so I can show up for you. And telling my kids that and knowing them, knowing that that's what that space was about changed those evenings then going forward all of a sudden then after I had my moment to myself I'd be like oh hey guys what was how was your day what happened and it and allowed me to really be fully present for them instead of still carrying around things that I was thinking about from work and I joke a lot about you know going to, in my bathroom but the reason I say that is that really is a place where I go and I would just sit on the bathroom floor and cry sometimes and I don't say that to be filled with shame or to make anyone think that that's some big dramatic story that is a reality that a lot of people do and so I want to tell you that if some days you just need to go cry it out on the bathroom floor or in a corner or in your car or whatever it is that's okay you have to find again the things that work for you and the places that you can allow expression to come through and to release some of your stress in some of this day-to-day life because there is so much uncertainty there is so much stress and we need to find the tips and the tools and the tricks that are going to get us through those days so again thinking about all of these things it's so important to me and that's why Going forward on the podcast, we're really going to be talking more about the ways that we can embody these pillars. So I kind of dipped into them a little bit briefly here, but really going forward, I want to talk more about how we can start from a place of aligned action. For me, that's huge. You know, aligned action is how are you showing up as yourself? How are you recognizing your needs and your thoughts and your values and your feelings and your emotions and all of those things? And then making choices in your relationships and your jobs or wherever that are reflective of who you are. That's what aligned action is. And so then also recognizing that you can take steps to do those things every day across all of these areas. So I'm going to have on a bunch of different guests to talk about things like financial literacy. We're going to talk about emotional expression. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about physical fitness, but all in the sense of how you're going to take aligned action and how we can all work to uncover that next layer of who we are and what we need so that we can empower one another to be more badass essentially because the thing of this is is when you feel empowered and when you feel like you are stepping into action that is reflective of who you are that shows on your face and you carry that throughout the rest of your day and then you get to transfer that to other people and it's a really cool feeling for me to know that everybody I talk to you know when I'm walking around and when I'm feeling this way I know I leave people feeling better than when I started the conversation with them because I'm exuding an energy and an excitement and a positivity and a joy that I truly feel from deep within I'm not faking it. You know, I'm not just giving that to somebody and trying to make them feel better. I can give from that place because I've truly given back to myself and I'm choosing to show up in spaces where I can be authentic. And again, I can't do that unless I do some of this work. I can't do that unless I understand what I need to show up for people. 
You know, I need alone time before I could show up for other people. And I know this about myself now. I did not used to know that. I used to just give and give and give and never um, take time for myself. And then I would be burnt out and resentful and frustrated at other people. So really, again, what are the ways that you can work on being whole for yourself? That's what I want for you. That's what we're going to continue to talk about next season and the upcoming weeks. And as always, please reach out to me on social media. I really love getting your feedback. It's so cool to me too. Like people respond to my newsletters and I'm like, oh, that's fun. So seriously, I do read them when you write to me. So please reach out to me. Find me on social again at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire on Instagram. And also I'd love for you to go to my website, Dr. Um, www.cassandralaclair.com. And if you go actually to um, cassandralaclair.com forward slash guide, I've recently uploaded a 30 ways to say no without guilt. And that's just a free resource for you. And I'll be continuing to develop some other resources. But if there are things that you'd like to see or hear more about, please reach out to me, send me a message and tell me what you want to see. Because this journey, this podcast is about bringing people together. It's about creating a platform for, for people to share their stories. And I feel so joyful and fortunate that I've been able to do that. And I really, truly just want to also thank you for allowing that to happen. You don't see the stats, but every single week we're gaining more listeners. We I have listeners in countries all over the world. So you can, if you're watching this on video, you can see me tearing up right now. It's so it's so cool to me. It means uh, it means a really uh, a great deal. I can't even speak on it clearly um, because. This was just a passion project and a dream of mine that I wanted to be able to share with other people. So now to see it in action and to know that other people are getting benefits from it is it's truly a place of joy for me. So again, thank you so much for being here. Let me know what you want to see for next season and please keep in touch in the next few weeks. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.